The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You'll see two videos there at the top of the screen. The one on the left is uh, Bradley's show from yesterday, so you can catch that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon Eastern if you uh, didn't catch it yesterday. And then on the right side is where we're streaming live. Just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, 
and uh, bottom right hand corner you'll see a rumble icon click on that and you can join us in the chat on rumble we are streaming live to rumble at sons of liberty radio live please subscribe to the channel there also before it's news.com top of the page and dlive.tv at the sons of liberty uh, if you would like to sign up for our email newsletter that's right up under where we're streaming live and uh, you get one of those a day comes in the evening time and then if you want our ministry email go to sonsoflibertyradio.com you can sign up for that on the front page there that's once a week we you get exclusive content of what we're doing in the ministry you'll get some pictures and kind of what's going on and everything uh bradley's article and then whatever we're highlighting for the week and i'm going to talk about that in just a moment if you'd like to help support us there's a donate button at the top of the page sonsoflibertymedia.com you can make a one-time donation there or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty and that link is available also our store is open 24 7 and this week we're highlighting the prayer that rocked the capital dvd if you want to see how the mockingbird media gets in time with one another they get the memo within minutes okay and um you want to see how that works just go and watch bradley's prayer when he was invited to give the opening prayer there at the minnesota state capitol and see what they did and um, you'll see also why you really need to get out of the republican democrat i i, I don't know when the american people are going to learn it I, I don't know when you're going to learn it 170 years you've been doing the same thing you've been in that two-party system that john adams warned you was a great evil and you keep thinking that's the answer. It's just, it's incredible to me. It's just incredible. And it's even more incredible that people are so easily led. I mean, not even considering this little WWE side match that went on in Florida there at Trump's house. Does he look bothered, really? Does he look bothered? No. Nah. His supporters are in jail. His supporters go up and show up for him. But you know, when he had a chance, when he had the chance to deal with it, and even worse, let me, let me just say it, even worse are the people who keep making excuses for why he pushes the shot, or are the people who make excuses for the white hats are in control, the military's in control, blah, 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 all this stuff. I, how do you help people like that? They live in a in a delusion. I mean, they really do. If they're in control, why are things continuing to go downhill? Hmm? I'm just I'm curious. I'm curious as to what the oh, well, Tim, we're in a different kind of war, and yeah, I get different kinds of war. I get all that kind of stuff. But my goodness, it's it's like oh, can I help pry your eyeballs open? And you quit listening to the propaganda on the quote-unquote right. Let's get back to the straight and narrow. Let's get back to the law. That's where we want to be. I've got one video for you today. It's a very short one. And i got to tell you, when people like this leave the country and they go rub elbows with your alleged enemies, and when they return... I, I, when they return to the country, why are they not arrested for their treason? Why are they not arrested? If all these white hats exist that everybody talks about, if the military is in control like everybody, why are they not dealing with them? Because they're not. They're not. 
Listen to this. Listen to this traitor. We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's it's talk a, a little bit. Democracy, yeah. courageous people, and and it's it just I don't We're know why a, it oh, is. Uh, except there's some commercial interests who would like to diminish uh, the relationship. Democracy, really? Look, democracy's mob rule. If mob rule was happening in China, the communists wouldn't be in power. They wouldn't be in power at all because the mob would have took them out. They, there's people there that want liberty, but they would have took them out. So uh, I guess she didn't have her daily drunk on then like we played the other day, but she was able to get through a sentence, although it was filled with lies. And uh, this woman, is, there's no doubt about it that she is in China's back pocket, just like uh, Mitch McConnell, just like the rest of those guys that, went over, that go over there and they make buddy-buddy with China. Yeah, it's not, not the same thing. And I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about their government. Our government is just as corrupt. And don't think they're not. Don't think they're not, just because it's the USA. All right, it is... Um, Rotten to the Core Wednesday, and as always, we have the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. I got a couple of quotes here. Okay. (laughs) This one's from Eugene McCarthy, saying we should keep the two-party political system simply because it is working is like saying the Titanic voyage was a success because a few people survived on <laughs> that's life That's exactly rafts. right. Yep, that's exactly and right. And then this one. If you're still a soldier in the red versus blue war, or the right versus the left, the Republican versus the Democrat, they've got you right where they want you. Yep, because you're the one being controlled. And, and I'll tell you, Lynn, this is what gets me. It, you, you, you're coming up in election season. Oh, see? They're 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 doing this thing with Trump. They're they're ramping up the monkeypox because it's election time. That's look. The whole idea behind that is it just makes them easier to 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 throw it this the way is, they did before. But the point. Is, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say this is all a political stunt. Yes, this whole right. mess. And we've been talking about this for months. How the GOP is stopping at nothing to manipulate everyone into thinking they are our savior. And by vilifying their poster boy, they're going to drum up sympathy. Yep. Oh well, we have to get him back in the White House right. now because, after all, he's been so martyred, and That's he's right. been this, and he's going to bring back. Not that he ever stopped That's while right. he's been out of office. That's right. He's going to bring back. Every bit of the junk. And if you saw the the show that Suzanne and I did on Monday, where we went after the Homeschool Legal Defense Association and their ties, we showed the influence map of Trump and the absolute horrendous web that is is 
is over this nation with his money and his influence. And it should never be that. But it's not just China. We've got several nations that have us in their sights. But we've always had that, Tim, because they are jealous of our freedom. And they've now got us in a spot, especially through education, where we are now being aligned to everything else in this uh, world. And, you know, it, I've been saying it for years. Others like me have been saying this for years. There is no difference. There should be no Republican and no Democrat in education whatsoever. Yeah, not only in education and anything, uh, as far as well, I'm healthcare, concerned. Healthcare, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. they have no business there. But you're you're exactly right. So right. We, we've got something today, and we're, we're talking about where Republicans and Democrats are trying to get in front of parents, and that shouldn't be the case either. Right. But Absolutely. before we do that, you've got an announcement you want to share with the people, too. Yes. Um, going for a second opinion on treatment plans uh, this weekend. Uh, so the family's going to be uh, scattered all over the place. So we need uh, prayers for safety there. We have uh, some financial blessings that have shown up. Some um, have been well, all of them have been unexpected, but uh, my husband told me last night there are a couple of pressing needs that I wasn't even aware of, and so we know that God knows what those needs are, uh, but they, um, gosh, let me just be honest. He told me we've got to have help making the house payment this month because a lot of the money that would have gone for that has gone to make sure that I'm getting to my appointments and all this other stuff. So there is that need. Um, don't really like to broadcast that, but if we're going to uplift each other in prayer and get through Amen. this, then you need to know that. So that's where we're at. So some good news and then some, you know, uh, prayer needs and that's it uh we're trying to keep the care bridge site up to date so that you guys can know um i am using alkaline water which is more expensive now than the uh, faucet water so there's that need so if anybody has a resource for alkaline water uh let me know that would be super um get in touch with tim to get in touch with me i am not broadcasting my phone number or my address okay all right i just want to say thank you (laughs) Yeah, well, you you sent a picture here, and I didn't know if you wanted me to show this, and you wanted to say thank you for these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is my, um, those are my uh, cards so far. I've gotten three, and each one of them has uh, had a financial blessing. And I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And just, you know, whether you can send money or not, a card, uh, anything to encourage me, because it is just a gauntlet of of nerve-wracking circumstances right now. Hmm. And I know circumstances do not define who I am or my family, but it is really tough to get through this. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say thank you too, because many of you listen daily. You come in here, you've been so generous and kind, not only praying, but in some cases giving finances to some of our guests and and things of that nature. And even, even to me and, um, I know that's very touching, and it is an encouragement is. Uh, that our Father hears our prayers, and He uses the means of His people to show yeah. their love for one another. We were talking about that on Monday, the love of God, and how Jesus said, all men will know you're my disciples by what? Your words that you say to each other? No, by your no. love for one another. That's what love, He does. Yeah. And so, yeah, God yeah. God bless you guys for 
for uh, for giving out of love uh, for Lynn. Lynn, what, what we got on today? Okay, we have a special guest. We're going to do the interview first. Her name is Sloan. I hope I'm going to get this right. Rackmuth. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did that right. And she is heading up an organization here in North Carolina that started off as a uh, uh, like-minded individuals getting together, thinking, what can we do in our area? And uh, it's gone nationwide since then. So yay for that. So we're going to hear Sloan's words on what they do, how they do it. And then we're going to come back after her portion. And we're going to round out with some other ways that we could get involved and a little bit more about her organization. All right. All right. Here is the interview. Here it comes. Okay, all right, we've got a special interview this morning, and uh, here, as always, to help me do that is the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Lynn, and let you introduce our guest, if you will. Whoops, hold on, hold on, I got you muted. That's my fault. Sorry about that. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. You're good to go. Okay. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Rotten to the Core Wednesday, where every week we go over the crimes and corruption that are infiltrating our education system. And joining us today from here in North Carolina is my friend Sloan Rackmuth. And Sloan, would you tell us about the organization that uh, you are spearheading here in North Carolina? Yes, thank you, Lynn. First of all, tremendous honor to be on with you. I have a secret crush on you. I have oh, thank you. <laughs> read all of your stuff. I'm a big fan. You've been really the pioneer uh, in this state and across the nation and getting people to understand uh, the poisoned apple that is Common Core. And oh, thank so you. I just have to give you a deepest gratitude uh, for that. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Well, yes. And what is the name of the group that you are heading up? I'm the president of Education First Alliance. We began on January 6th in 2021, a day that will live in infamy for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, by the way, I'd like to give a shout out for our brothers and sisters of J6 who are still awaiting trial without being charged. But anyway, having said that, on the bus ride back, from the mm-hmm. Capitol, we formed the group called Education First Alliance. Originally, there were four of us, uh, two black Americans, a Jewish person, and a white guy. But don't you know, they still call us uh, white supremacists. But anyway, we formed the group. <laughs> you, you know, how, and an anti-Semite over here, right? So we formed the group. You can't make this up, you guys. You know all about yeah. it. So um, we formed the group because we knew that, look, we don't know what's going to happen after this point, right? We were on the bus ride home. We were just learning that, you know, the Senate had been taken over and we were we were on a bad road, right? We But we did know this, that the left knew what was ahead of us and they needed our children to do it. So we made up our, a pact right then that we were going to educate the body politic in North Carolina on that. So um, it's really, you know, the wellspring of that was the need to do this. And so we are a triple threat at this juncture. Now we have you know, around 30,000 folks that follow us, uh, they get our newsletter, that read our stuff. We've got chapters, uh, you know, all over the country. And we're kind of a triple threat in this way. We are a journalistic outfit primarily. So investigative journalism, that's mm-hmm. my background. That's what we do. Activism, I'm very, I'm the face forward on this. You know, as I, right. the spear being in public, you're going to take a lot of heat. So I do that. And now we're a federal pack. So we're a 527 super pack. So now we can back certain candidates that um, are in line with our agenda. What's the agenda? Well, transparency, Mm -hmm. that is for the government. Privacy is for the citizens. So everything that we have 
um, you know, our core values springs from that. Um, but as you know, you've been doing such a great job on educating the body politic on making very complicated subjects easy for people to handle because you know, and I know that complexity favors the powerful. Right. Absolutely, it does. Well, thank you so much, Sun. So you have already answered a couple of other questions that I have. So that's great that it's gone from grassroots into a national, and then now you've got this influence. And how wonderful it is that we know that work like this does help empower we the people, because that's where the real power of this country is. So thank you so much for that. Now, I have to ask, do you have any children in the public education system or in any other type of education system? I do. And as a matter of fact, we were involved, my family was involved in the very first critical race theory lawsuit in the country. And so I do have a 14-year-old Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes to private school, Thales. You probably know Bob Luddy. Right. Um, I've got an 11-year-old daughter. But look, I mean, we put our children in private Jewish uh, Hebrew school. And this is okay. 2015 in Durham. Mm-hmm. And once they started with the white supremacy stuff, 2015, mind you, uh, yeah. white supremacy stuff, uh, you know, Israel's bad, blah, blah, blah. These were Jews doing it. We said, hey, you know what? Peace out. We're going to bounce. And we left and they sued us in retribution. Now we know that that's critical race theory, the foundation of it. Right. Um, right. And so we've done everything, Lynn. We've done private school. We've done public school. We've done homeschooling and private again. So I've, you know, we've been all over. (laughs) But in this day and age, and I tell parents this all the time, flexibility is key. Do not get hung up in this. Well, gosh, if I change Johnny's school, he's going to miss his friends. B.S. It is your job to protect your children and you need to do whatever it takes. And sometimes, sadly, it means making alternative arrangements when the public schools are not working. That's right. Well, absolutely. It does. Tim, I know you want to speak to that for just a few minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I it, you know, we go back, um, you know, I guess we would have in common Deuteronomy chapter six where parents are instructed to have God's commands in our heart, and then we're to diligently teach them to our kids, we're to be involved with that, you know, all day long. When we get up, when we lie down, we're to put them as uh, frontlets between our eyes, we're to bind them on our hands, we're to put them on the doorpost of our home. And sadly, those who say that they believe in Yahweh, that they that they trust in Him, that they're they're obeying Him, they're not doing that. They're sending their kids off to the state state indoctrination centers we call public schools, and are expecting their kids not to become statists. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's 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 the disconnect there, but I'm glad to hear you know it, parents are should be the ones in control of their their children's education. They should be at the forefront of that. And for many decades, you know, I guess as Americans. We've just kind of tossed that to the side and said, well, I know a couple of the teachers and they're good and this, that and the other, but they don't realize that what the instruction that's coming in the public schools is a religion in and of itself. Right, it is. But we need to also point out that what we've seen through the Every Student Succeeds Act, as I have pointed out many, many times, and Sloan, if you've read enough of my research, you know this, that the page 17 said it didn't matter what kind of education you were going to get, it was all going to be the same thing. And so we've seen this in private schools. We've seen this in parochial schools or faith-based schools. We've seen this in homeschool materials, and it is everywhere. And I love that you have on your website, you have the issues, you have what you guys are taking care of and i love that you have this little section that's called grooming so would you talk about that for just a minute 
Brimming isn't hyperbole. It's, it's actually it was a real term, and it was coined by um, a guy. Please pardon me, but I don't have his name, but a profiler okay. with the FBI. And this is in the 70s when they were trying to figure out, you know, what type of behavior um, lures victims in. And so we use that particular nomenclature because it actually is applicable in this situation. So we have grooming. Mm -hmm. What is grooming? It's um, when you look at this definition of grooming from the FBI, using education as a way to manipulate uh, less than generally children or a victim to manipulate them into making them easy prey. That is called grooming. And by the way, the FBI uses the term education, not me. Here we go to education. We find that. Now, look, I know that we're going to encounter people say grooming. Ooh, that's the big bugaboo. So I like to be factually correct. Here's what I did. I did a compilation of the folks, the teachers who had been arrested and charged, not not arrested. And and actually, the cases have been adjudicated by now. Um, These folks, uh, there's at least 30 of them over the last 18 months in North Carolina alone. Now, look it. I read the charge sheets of some of these folks. They are grooming. They are using opportunity and education, et cetera. So does it happen? Absolutely. Then you're going to get leftist Lynn. They're going to come back and say, that's such a small minority. Who cares? One child is too many. So we know and we accept grooming happens. Now, if you're going to create... Social emotional learning, which is in all 12 academic standards now, it's non-academic. Right. It makes it uh, legal to do the grooming. And so some mm-hmm. might say, well, okay, uh, you know, that doesn't mean they're going to do something. It doesn't matter if we have a teacher shortage and grooming is legal. In fact, it's mandatory. What the heck do we think is going to happen? Right. Absolutely. You know, it's going to be an absolute train wreck. And we know that social and emotional learning is doing nothing but changing attitudes, values and beliefs to become more global, more collectivism. Self is bad. Mom and dad are bad. This color skin is bad. All these things that and somehow social and emotional learning is supposed to just be the cure all. And no, it's not. It is a psychological train wreck waiting to happen. I've done a show with a a medical doctor and she was shocked when I told her that there are actual uh, images out there of children's brains that have been totally reshaped, literally, by being indoctrinated with Common Core and everything that goes with it. And it's, it should frighten everyone into, you know, action of, I need to protect my family at all cost. There's a caveat to what you just said. And so you're talking about fMRI studies mm-hmm. and uh, brain plasticity. And right. so the good news about that is that the brain is plastic. So so high intensity uh, deprogramming going the opposite way mm-hmm. will actually work. And so I want parents listening today to yes. take note that, look, if this has happened, you know, no, no need to hand ring. All right. We know what can help. You know, Psalms and Proverbs can help reading it over and over again. That's the original self-help book. Right. The original teaching You know, what I love so much about it is that, you know, when you read the Old Testament in particular, you're going to see, guess what? There's not a damn problem that you've had, honey, that hadn't been done since time immemorial. And we learn, that's how we learn to relate. That's right. Right. So, you know, the the way that I like to, to tell people is, look, 
you can deprogram off that. And the best thing about Proverbs is that you can be any religion and read it. Yeah, absolutely. Tim? Yeah, well, the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's powerful, and I tell people every when we go to the, to the weekend, when we're doing Saturday show, that I always encourage the people to get together and read the Word of God out loud. Hear what it has to say, because it is powerful to us, and we cannot unhear what we hear. And so I think that's good advice that uh, people give themselves to the Scriptures. Absolutely. So, Sloan, if you would tell us, what are some of the activities that you and your group are doing to combat the critical race theory, the social and emotional learning? Because, you know, we know they are interconnected. Uh, it's, it's to change the attitudes, to groom them, to accept these controversial and immoral uh, practices. Well, first, we need to recognize where the problem is. Look, Lynn, if you ask any Democrat, where is the center of gravity for education in the state of North Carolina? Everyone will tell you in unanimity it is at the state level. Ask any Republican. They don't know. Is it the principal? Is it the superintendent? Is it who? Who is it? Mm-hmm. And I even have well-meaning Republicans who are office holders who have been in office for years and years and years. And they say, wow, there's a lot of division about who's in charge. No, there's not. No, there isn't. We know that the General Assembly in this state of North Carolina is primarily responsible for uh, the curriculum. Now, they've abdicated Mm -hmm. that to the DPI and the State Board of Ed. It doesn't mean, uh, statutorily speaking, that they're not responsible. So what do we do? Back to what do we do? We put pressure on the General Assembly. We also put pressure on the superintendent. Why do we do that? She's an elected official. She wanted the job despite her protestations now. Right. Uh, having the job, I'm powerless. I can't do anything. That is not true. So pressure, pressure, pressure. We know awesome. we see it. Also, educating everyone. Look, here we're going to pin the tail on the donkey, and here it is. It's up here. Look, I talk to uh, just about every every district. We have 115 of them here in North Carolina, and I talk to a lot of the school board members everywhere. They say, and I believe them. Our hands are tied. For yes, they are. We are mm-hmm. getting this social study stuff. And it is so, when it is so actually prescriptive, yeah. that there's very little latitude they have to come up with their own curriculum to evade critical race theory if they wanted to. Yeah, but here's the fun thing. Remember when Common Core was first rolled out? Oh, you had 15% wiggle room. Guess what? You have no wiggle room and Common Core is still here. And as far as the, the left versus the right in education, neither has a place at the table, That's but right. they have it, it usurped that table and taken it away. So I'm so glad to hear that pressure, 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 because that's precisely what Tim and I talk about a lot as far as the action steps that we try to leave parents with at the end of every show is that you've got to get in the local game to make any sort of, of change. And we have to encourage our our leaders, elected or appointed, that the minute you stop taking the federal funding for any part of this, because it is not just in education, it is in health care, it is in labor, it is in commerce, it is in almost every funding stream possible mm. that's coming from the feds, and it's that 100% control for this tiny uh, amount of money. 11% and 62%, 62% comes from the state, but look, none of it, none of it has oversight. So what what I am, uh, the reason why we we became a PAC is because look at, 
We've got state reps who would rather delegate that to a nameless, faceless bureaucracy that's a black box. So they're funneling in what amounts to 58% of our state budget into mm-hmm. a black box of the DPI, and they can't find their rear ends in right. the park with a flashlight in both hands, giving you a, for instance, last week, Catherine Truitt does a dog and pony show, oh, self-grandizes yeah. herself last Monday in front of John Torbett's education committee campaign, uh, education committee, and says, wow, golly be between uh, we our reading scores are not only phenomenal, they're the best in the country. And let me tell you why, Catherine Truitt says, because our EOGs end of the year grade test for you listeners uh, for reading in kindergarten and first grade in 2019 and 2020, they were 27%. And now under my tutelage, they're now 67%. The only problem is, and I fault everybody in that room, yeah. Nobody knew and understood that end of grade tests don't start until third grade. So yeah. what Catherine Truitt did, in fact, was she used the pretest, and pretest makes sense, viewers out there, right? I mean, you want to see where a kindergarten and a first grader are when they come in, how well they can read. So the the pretest of twenty twenty one was twenty seven percent, and at the end, it's sixty seven percent, as tested by a third party. Yeah. So uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because, look, pressure at the state. Sure, get involved at your local level. Pressure at the state. So if you're going to make a pie chart, right, and the pizza and has eight slices, six-year slices should be directed right at the state, right at your, your local rep and at the superintendent. You need heat. Yeah, absolutely. Lynn, can I ask a question here? Absolutely. All right. You know, Sloan, one of the things is that gets me, and I, I brought it up many times on the show, you know, when you go back – before the war of northern aggression there was a guy by the name of Ardell Dabney and he warned what they were what Lincoln and his cronies were going to do to the south and how they eventually pushed on us this state run education i think as long as we keep fighting for state run education we're always going to be in a problem we're always going to be playing defense for a large measure because the state doesn't have the right nor the authority uh, to be telling our kids how they're to be educated in the first place. This is a natural law concept. God gives children to parents, and he instructs parents to teach their kids. But but we, we continue to fight this same thing. Aren't we going to, I mean, yes, we need to go to the feds and say, you got hands off. Tenth Amendment, we didn't give you authority in the area of education. They ignore that. They, they write law. They write policy. They send money. They do all the strings, the carrots and the strings. But then the state is the same thing, it, because they take it from them, and they want to take that authority because they were forced into it, uh, putting it in their constitution. Shouldn't we be looking also in this fight to eliminate the state's control of well, education, too? That's a complex problem, uh, because uh, in our state constitution, uh, you know, in North Carolina, it says that we will provide for a sound basic education. And the courts have gone on to define what a sound basic education is mm-hmm. and define the bare minimum in two separate cases. Um, and then have a $1.7 billion funding for that. That's called Leandro. And so it, it's complicated, right? It's, um, it's very complicated because we have a duty to provide it. Now, I explain it to the, like this to parents. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you are convicted of a crime. You are, if you're indigent, you are provided with a court-appointed attorney. Schools are the court-appointed attorney. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I was in foster care 
So uh, school choice for a girl like me, it would never have happened. I couldn't have had that. I would have had to rely on that court appointed attorney. And this is why I fight because there's a lot of parents out there. They can't homeschool. They don't have choices, et cetera. And as a humanity purpose, we owe it to them. Activists, we, this is what we think. We owe it to them to have a, a, a good education system. But you're going to get a lot of Republicans on our side that will agree with you and say, hey, I don't think the state should be in it at all. Um, let's just say school choice and the hell with these schools. You can't you can't do it that way. Right. And so it, it's just it's a messy thing to say we want the state out of it. And the funny thing is, when you ask the superintendent Truett and others, she'll insist and we're up and down. Hey, you know, we have nothing to do with what happens at the local level. Um, if that's true, there wouldn't be standards and there wouldn't be EOGs now, would they? Right. Absolutely. Well, the reason the reason I bring it up is, yeah, I think you can do it that way. It was done that way before Lincoln. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're, and Arnold Dabney warned that if they got in power, they were going to do that. And then he broke it down and he said, here's what's happening in the North. They're forcing education on their kids. And yet many of them go and they ignore what they learned. Many of them are ending up in in jails. Again, I think that's an injustice both to the criminal and to the, the people themselves because they're having to keep them up. So he was saying all this stuff, and he says, this is what they're going to push on us. So I do think there's a place where we can draw the line. And you know what I find? I find that people, you know, I don't play the Republican, Democrat, right, left thing. But what I find is, is when people are pushed, when the push comes to shove, the people will do the right thing. But you got to cut the strings off from them so that they can do it. It's like the mama bird who pushes the baby birds out of the nest. She doesn't do it because she hates the, the baby birds. She wants them to learn how to fly. And what we've done is both on the quote unquote right and left, the Republican and the Democrat, we've said, oh, we've got to have safety nets everywhere. No, we don't. We didn't have them in the beginning. We didn't have those things. People looked after one another. They cared for one another. This is something I've talked about about the Christian church and saying when you get single parents, especially, you don't make them go out and, and work their fanny off and then stick their kids in the, in the state indoctrination center. You take that money that you're, you're getting in, you start helping them to be at home with their kids so they can do that because you're investing, and this is, in, this is voluntary, not state-controlled, you're investing in teaching those young people who are going to be the next generation. So I, I think we can do it. It's just we have the mindset that says we can't do it because it's too complicated or too hard, and I'm not trying to give you a hard time here. I'm just simply saying we say it about everything else else we talk about personal responsibility well okay yeah but then we want all the safety net so we want everything else the safety net in my opinion and i think the scripture lays it out is the ecclesia is the church it's the people of god coming together they're the ones who are to care they're to be that safety net within society and when they don't guess what the B system is ready to come in and fill that vacuum, and that's what we're in right now. So I think we can reverse it. It's going to take some work to do it, just as much work as you're putting in where you're at as well. Well, you're going to have to make uh, schooling non-compulsory. That's the only way to accomplish what you're, what you're advocating for. I'd love for. to see that. I'd love to yeah. see it. Yeah, I mean, and so, you know, but as for churches, look, there's a major problem here um, in the religious world, and you know that better than anyone. I think it's uh, maybe 20% of all churches have a biblical worldview. When you right. look at what the biblical worldview is, it's common sense stuff. It's nothing, you know, revolutionary. And in fact, it's something that Jews can agree with. And I'm sure that most Muslims do as well. However, 
you're you're not seeing that. So what what you're seeing is churches are utterly corrupt. And so agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. Nowhere to go. What are you going to do? Absolutely. Well, Sloan, thank you for joining us. I would like to give you the opportunity to share some final advice for the parents and how they can get in touch with you. And I'd love for you to be able to come back and spend some more time with us in in the future. Well, thank you for that, Lynn. I appreciate it. You can find us at edfirstnc.org, edfirstnc.org. Um, we have uh, newsletters, um, which is very critical, very critical that you stay learned about what's going on. Um, and then, you know, do your homework. And no matter who you're, you know, reading or listening to, um, I always say that I'm not the final authority on anything. Um, these are, you know, this is a starting point. Here are the primary sources, and you can investigate and do your own homework. But remember, I mean, you know, you don't want your child to look at you five years from now and say, Mommy, why didn't you do anything to protect me? Amen. Absolutely. That's that's going to happen. It's 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 happening. And it so is. you guys, you know, all of us need to put on our big boy and girl pants, sacrifice and break our addiction to these failing schools. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Sloan. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, Lynn, that does it. Uh, got some got some people got a little worked up there in the chat, and that's good. I, I like that we get some thinking going on uh, because, you know, I, I mine wasn't to give Sloan a hard time about that other, but I oh, no. I see the I see the opposition the mm-hmm. the them coming at it. They go for the whole pie. They don't go for the crumbs or a piece of the pie. They go for the whole thing and then they'll take that slice or those crumbs or whatever they get until they get all of it. And I see our vision as way too short many times that we'll yeah. we'll try to correct whatever, you know, this area that we think we can get. And usually what we happen is we never attain what we're going for in that short. So I say, let's go for the whole pie like the other guys do. And if we get more than what we bargained for, let's keep going for the whole thing. Every time we go, we're going for the whole pie. We're not going for a slice. We're not coming here to ask you for our rights or any of this other stuff. But take the let's go for the whole thing let's let's get the whole let's cut that let's get it at the at the root not hack at the branches that that's really what i was going for and i hope people got that that i wasn't trying to be you know argumentative i i just i see if because i don't see in a biblical worldview where the state has any control over the jurisdiction of the parents at all right but she did bring up a a valid point sure to to totally get the state out you would have to totally dispel compulsory education which we should do and if you go back and look at the history of education in america look when it was inserted Mm -hmm. look who inserted it look how it's been propped up and again it's one of those okay it's kind of like um if you've ever heard the story about the young woman uh, who was uh, just starting out in her kitchen and she had a, she got a roast and she cut both ends off and stuck it in the pan because that's the way mama had always done it. And it never made any sense to her. And she finally says one day, well, mom, why in the world do we cut both ends of the roast off before we put it in the pan. Does it help it cook any better? She goes, no, honey, it was the only pan I had. And I had to cut the roast 
in order to fit the pan. Do you see what I'm saying? It's we're doing something because it's always been done that way, but we're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. Yep. So, so anyway, that's what I want to say. And I'm so glad to see whether we totally agree on everything or not is beside the point. It's the fact that there is a group in the state, and I hope other states as well, because she did say it had, had gone nationally, um, who have gotten together and said, you know what, not on my watch. And I think that is the, that is what we need to take with this. And then how we proceed from there, let's do it carefully. Now, I know we are going to go over just a little bit today, but I wanted to share with everyone, if you want to find out a little bit more about Sloan, she did say that she was a former investigative journalist, which is huge. I mean, it's great to have someone with that kind of uh teeth in this game on our side. It really is. So I've got her linked in for you. Uh, if you want to go to the website, uh, I know you did that while we were doing the interview. It's edfirst.org. I wanted everyone to see the group. Now, they do have it broken down by issues. So you'll see the social and emotional learning. You'll also see the critical race theory, but you're also going to see school choice and tax vouchers. And that would be where we would disagree. But we're not going to talk about those today. Hopefully, that'll be another show that we can do. Uh, she was talking about the dangers of the social and emotional learning. Well, you and I have done a boatload of shows on that. We've done about the critical race theory in the archives. You're going to get some of our old shows and some of my old articles, Tim, where we showed how the Black Lives Matter was that precursor that was needed to come in to force the CRT into the social and emotional learning so that it makes this like almost ne uh, nebulous web around not only our schools, but our communities. Yep, yep. And I couldn't bring up the LinkedIn kicked me off like they kicked me oh. off of YouTube and Twitter okay. and all these okay. others. So I'm answering stupid little things about what's, what way the rhino <laughs> is turned like four okay. or five times, I guess, to make sure it's, I'm human. I don't know it, what's it's, going it's on okay. there. It's okay. <laughs> now, I did want to share with everyone also that, you know, we know from the money trail that Gates was a huge funder uh, through UNESCO for the One World Curriculum, because this is not just an American problem. This is an across the world problem. So has he funded the social and emotional learning? Absolutely. I'll give you the link for that. And he's uh, telling you through his foundation that, yeah, we're going to continue to prop up this false narrative about, you know, uh, Common Core is good. The manipulation that goes with it is exactly what we need. Well, of course it is, because you have to have that in place so you can be ruled over by the likes of Gates and big government and, and all that goes with it. Uh, you also get a historical timeline for the social and emotional learning uh, and you might be interested to know if you're a historical buff, it can be traced back to Plato. And that's where it started. And it has been in our world, probably uh, in motion ever since, Tim. And so I have uh, two uh, documents for that. One comes to us from Edutopia, which for those who don't know who Edutopia, uh, who's behind it, that would be George Lucas. After he gave us Star Wars, he went and said, oh, I'm going to go become an educated uh, so-and-so. And so he has 
uh, supposed timeline on the social and emotional learning as well, because, you know, it wasn't enough that he gave us the movies and got into the corruption in education through Hollywood. It's now that he's doing this as a philanthropic gift to the to the world. Yeah, all these bad guys seem to turn around and become philanthropists, don't they, with their money? Well, you know what a a philanthropist is, somebody with more money than sense, and they throw it at what's popular, hope it sticks so that they can become more famous. Yeah, I mean, we see this with Soros, we see this with with Bill Gates, we see this with all kinds of people, that that's what they do, and they take their money and then they Mm -hmm. they start not just thinking a certain way, they start acting upon it, guys, and this is sort of what I'm talking about. They'll take... And push their worldview. They'll use all of their resources to push their worldview like that, whether it's in a film, whether it's in uh, the the things they're they're putting their money towards, or whatever. And we're the people. We're the we're the good people who disagree with them. Where are they funneling theirs into? Where are they putting their energies, their monies, and all that, and their time and efforts and everything else? Are they doing the same thing? Or are they not? Because it doesn't seem that many are doing that. Right. Absolutely. Well, I also give you Charlotte. Is her beats deliberate dumbing down website because her tools of the mind article. If you've not read that, it is huge as far as the mind manipulation that's been going on in education. And again, this is not reserved for public school. This is across the board, thanks to that Every Student Succeeds Act. So we have that for her. We also have her work on Project Best. And you and I have talked about that one before as well. And we know that it was under Trump that that was brought back out of the cobwebs. Absolutely. And Project Best, just so for those who are listening and don't want to take the time to read this particular article, that particular project that's supposedly American was spearheaded by UNESCO, the same entity that Bill Gates got in bed with for this one world curriculum. So I just wanted to point that out. Now, uh, if you go to my blog, you'll see the article that, and we did a show on this. This was from 2021. This was the social and emotional learning for all. And in this particular article, as well as the show we did with this, Tim, we took it from K through 12, but then we showed you how it's being uh, foisted upon higher education, the workforce, uh, every bit of our culture, even our churches. So that is in there for you as well. Then there's going to be an episode from the Liberty Bells of May 2022, which was Mental Health Awareness Month. And that was part of the documentation that Charlotte sent me about this master plan for the whole child that was given to North Carolina to incentivize the task force here in North Carolina to create this framework, this blueprint to take care of the whole child. Because after all, we have to get in their mind. We have to get in their health care. We have to do everything that we can so that they can be as successful as they can for society, but not for their own um uh, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, but what the government wants them to do. Amen. Okay. We also have uh, our show on mental health where we talked about the Biden-Harris and U.S. education overreaches in the mental 
name of mental health. Uh, I think that was a couple of weeks ago. We did that one. And this is under that new unity agenda that the uh, administration has rolled out. So we have that as well. And then you'll also get in the archive a lot of the CRT resources. I'll give you the show that I did with Dr. Elena on uh, critical race theory, porn, and more that is in not only our schools, but our libraries and in our community. You'll see the federal actions that are surrounding, supporting this being inserted in our schools, as well as the uh, Black Lives Matter stuff that was leading up to the critical race theory. And then finally, I put in since Sloan is here in North Carolina, as am I, I put in, if you'll remember, we did that interview with the civil rights icon, Clarence Henderson. Yep. I've got that one in because that will tie in not only the critical race theory, but the social and emotional learning through the social justice warriors. And so I put that in. So it's a nice little package to help uh, point to a lot of what Ed First is doing in these two areas. And so that's a nice little package for everyone to take with them, no matter if they're in North Carolina or anywhere else. Amen. Amen. Uh, Lynn, <clears throat> just to let the audience know, too, yes. our friend David Rizzolata, uh, he is finishing up a book on critical race theory. Guys, if you want to know where that started, David mm -hmm. takes you way back on that one, mm -hmm. that it is not something just coming into the schools where you see the school board thing. This is something throughout the society that's coming. And in fact, we're behind on it if we think this is something new popping up. Uh, I remember before or right after Andrew Breitbart died, I believe he was probably killed uh, because of some things he was planning on revealing. But <clears throat> the video came out where Obama was introducing Derrick Bell. He was a big promoter of critical race theory. He was the guy pushing all of that stuff. And that was many moons ago, right, that they were doing mm -hmm. this. So whatever we're seeing now that's coming out in the political spectrum, what's coming out in the education system, was taught to the people who are promoting it. Yeah. So whatever's going to be coming out in the future, they're teaching it now. Mm -hmm. It's going to be amplified. And this is why it's, it's you know, urgent that we do these kind of things. Uh, Lynn, let me also bring this up, too, just for people. Sure. This is about you. And we talked oh. about your, your issue. <laughs> we talked about your issue, the struggles that you guys are having. Yeah. <clears throat> and I know that there's a lot of really kind people who listen to the show. And they look as to how they can bless people. This is how they can do it. Caringbridge.org forward slash visit forward slash Lynn Taylor. And that's Lynn with two N's and an E. And um, <clears throat> go there and you can show your support for Lynn. And you can also uh, help in their finances. Again, um, I, I know what it's like. I mean, people, I, I think some people think that if you have a radio show or you're on the internet or something like that. You're making, yeah. and there are a lot of people who are making a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. There was a, pe but a lot of people. But it's not us. It ain't us doing it. <laughs> it's but, not us. but you know, I know the struggles that other people who listen have too. And so oh, that's yeah. why even yeah. more it's, it's really touching when those people do that because I know things right. are tight for everybody. Oh, but, they uh, are. But those who, who feel led to 
to demonstrate your love for Lynn and appreciation for what she, she does, go there to caringbridge.org forward slash visit forward slash Lynn Taylor, and uh, you can mm-hmm. help her out there. Or you can click on the contact button. I can get your address if you don't want to do any of this electronic stuff and you want to do that. Lynn, uh, yes. we're running out of time here. Are, did you okay. say we need to go over? No, I don't think so. But okay. quickly. Take about 10 seconds and tell people okay. where they can find about you. Okay. CommonCoreDiva.com. And thank you so much for all that you do. Amen. Amen. All right, Lynn, uh, thank you for coming on, and as always, and helping us out and understanding. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 today. And Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning. Hopefully, Pastor Artur Pawlowski will be joining us. Talk to you then. See ya. <laughs>